Greetings from the north and welcome to the forum and a brand new show on our dissident series. Today with the networker and organizer Jeroen von Straten. He is the founder and chairman of Global BEM, the popular breakthrough energy movement that, among other things, holds energy conferences, bringing together the brightest minds in the world to solve our future energy needs. In 2011, he also founded the Secret Space Program conferences that brings the real authorities in the fields of advanced technology, breakaway civilization analysis, deep security state criticism and the black budget investigations to convene for a sober yet paradigm-blowing exploration of who really is the power players in our world. Jerun has a background in business and marketing and is a natural talent in the field of event holding, gathering kindred spirits in innovative settings. Seeing that suppression of advanced energy technologies dates back to the early days of electricity and monopolized by the black world, he started this dual movement in order to bring forth research and revelation about the darkest corners of geopolitics as well as to bring forth practical solutions and research into the breakthrough energy technologies that he considers the next natural step in our evolution, despite the brick wall from mainstream industry. Global BEM is in the process of putting forth a brilliant and foolproof process to release this energy technology that will completely revolutionize our world. The push to release advanced technology for the good of society is his primary goal, where every system of our culture will drastically improve when these technologies come online, creating a solution for the economic mess we're in. This may sound like a naive pipe dream, but Jerun is no newbie and has worked within the alternative community for decades and, from his long experience and lessons, have now cracked how to get this out in an efficient, protective and successful way, as you will soon learn. We could have no better guest than him when presenting essential contemporary system critics. Welcome to the forum, Jeron. Happy to be here, Al. Thank you for inviting me. It's such a pleasure to have you on. And uh, I have to say, uh, we just agreed off air that I'd call you Jay. Yeah, and, and that's not a problem. Uh, as long as people will recognize my face and, uh, and the rest of the people can call me Jay. Right. Well, it should be easy for me because Dutch, that's actually pretty close to Norwegian. Uh, you could say that Norwegian is a mix of German, Dutch and English. If you mix those three languages, you, you come pretty close to Norwegian, actually. And I, I remember the first time I was in Holland, I found a Hollandic comic. It was Tintin or something like that. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> could actually understand half of what was in the comic. So that's when I realized how close it was. And we have a name in Norwegian called Jöran, which I think maybe is the closest. But it's such a... Uh, you pronounce it Jeron. 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 Yes. So to save me embarrassment and, and grief for the listeners when I don't pronounce this right, uh, I'll just call you Jay henceforth. <laughs> no problem at all. Al. Okay. So this series here that you're partaking in here, it could have been in the Breakaway series because you're such a spider in, in that uh, area. It could have been the Free Energy series that we haven't launched yet because you're a big shot there too. But it's neither. This series is about noteworthy dissidents. And at the time of this recording, we've just had uh, Daniel List on this series that you already know, of course, from Secret Space Program. Mm -hmm. And our listeners will know him also from his show, Dark Journalist. But um, you're the perfect guy to have in this series because you're such a resource when it comes to two very subversive areas, which is uncovering the secret space program, breakaway civilization thing, and the free energy anti-gravity thing. So this makes for a huge show, and we, we can't even start to cover the basis, but we will have to take the first steps today. So, uh, Jay, um, my first question begs itself. How did you wake up to these very exotic, subversive, obscure, unfortunately, subjects? Uh, I think it started, uh, I got a, a book from my brother, uh, from Erich von Deneke, ah. Chariots of the Gods. And at that time, I was working in a coffee shop. And, and that's a coffee shop with a C where people get stoned. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, yeah. Hang I, on, I, hang on. We have to explain this. Okay. Well, I guess most know. But if there's anyone out on the globe here who doesn't understand what he's talking about, in Holland, they do not discriminate between uh, mild intoxications like alcohol and uh, marijuana. So uh, in Norway, it's the opposite. Mm -hmm. Here, you, if you want to buy alcohol, you have to go to state-sanctioned monopoly places. And if you, if you smoke a joint, they will throw you in jail. So, so we're like Puritan. In Holland, uh, you can actually go to, uh, you can go to shops and buy alcohol. And you can go to shops and buy Mariana. So mm -hmm. w these coffee shops are famous because everyone in Europe, when they were young, they went to Holland or Denmark to smoke joints because back then that was the only free place you could get access. Now, of course, it's a different story. It's getting legalized all over the world. But it is a cultural thing, those coffee shops. It's a very Hollandic phenomenon, I'd say. Yeah, that's correct. And I just got out of school. I was 19 years old. I didn't know what to do with my life. And uh, yeah, this opportunity for a young guy in Holland who used to go to coffee shop in his uh, free time came along so I jumped on it and I worked <laughs> there for two years <laughs> but I, I, was, I wasn't intoxicated all the time there because actually I used uh, it was a coffee shop that was very busy in the summer but very quiet in the winter so I had a lot of time on my hands to read 
or to listen to interviews because there were not so many customers there. Right. So uh, uh, I got a book from my brother, uh, and my brother and myself, we were, uh, yeah, uh, you you could say uh, science fiction fanatics, and especially Star Wars. I, I was, and I'm still are a huge fan of Star Wars. But again, I got the book from Eric van Deneke, Chariots of the Gods, and yeah, I was hooked right away. So what I did back then, the internet was not online yet. So I went to my local uh, library and I got all the books that I could find about UFOs, ancient alien stuff, conspiracies, you name it. So I actually read all the books that they had. I started to buy my books. I became a subscriber of uh, Coast to Coast. So this is now like 21 years ago, uh, and it was not only Coast to Coast that I started to listen to. There were other podcast shows. Right. Uh, and, and at one moment, I thought by myself, okay, uh, and the internet was already there at that point. I thought, okay, this has become entertainment for me. I was always waiting for the next interview or, or, or the next book to come out. And... Uh, as a little kid, I already felt out of place in this in uh, uh, in this society, and that there was something really wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, yeah, it didn't match up with things that were going on in my mind, how things should be. So I thought, okay, if you're not happy with this world that you're living in, uh, then you have to get off your butt and 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 act upon it, and and uh, yeah, try to make a better place. So I thought, okay. I would like to organize conferences and, uh, and yeah, and, and get in touch with the speakers that I heard on the interviews and, uh, yeah, put them on the stage and, and record it and, uh, uh, yeah, get the information out and, uh, and play my part in the paradigm shift uh, that, that is coming. Okay. So uh, <laughs> let me make a friendly joke on your expense here. Mm-hmm. So Denikan plus Mariana... That makes perfect sense. That's how you got into these crazy areas. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. Slacker Central 101. <laughs> no, but, but you know, um, some could have thought maybe it was, like, say, you were studying something similar, let's say, to be interested in, you know, anti-gravity or free energy. But you came into this uh, like a private interest, not like it was related to something you were studying or working with or... No, no, no. I'm, I'm an average Joe. Uh, yeah, uh, I know a lot about a lot of things, but I don't know uh, a lot about specific things. I see. Mm. Uh, I, I didn't have a technical education or something. Uh, I did business school. I, I can start my own business here in Holland. That's where I was trained for. Mm. And then, uh, but yeah, I never had that ambition because I was so out of place. Uh, yeah. Because yeah. I, I was different than most of my friends. I had a lot of friends. That was not a problem. Uh, I played soccer. Uh, I went out with my friends. Uh, uh, I did all the things that, that normal boys do. But mm. there was always something uh, that I kept for myself that I had a totally different view on things than most people. Mm. And um, so, uh, uh, yeah, I... Uh, I'm pretty mainstream, but uh, in, in some areas I'm not. But I didn't have an education in that. Mm. No, but it, it makes a lot of sense because uh, what you've actually done is that mm-hmm. you've just taken the consequences of who you are. Where you are a guy who understands 
to bring you know people together. I mean, business is really psychology in a way. It's it's marketing business. The word I'm looking for is grinder, an innovator, mm-hmm. uh, a pioneer, someone who who starts things. Yeah, you know a little about everything. That's perfect. It's just taking the consequences of of who you are. You're using your own resources correctly. Then you collect these specialists, so you become like this Aventoler, this spider, and. Mm-hmm. I'm not very personal on air, or actually maybe I am, but I'm trying not to be. I'm trying to have like uh, as little focus on myself as possible. But I have to admit one thing, and that's uh, it sounds to me uh, that we are kind of kindred spirits because I'm kind of the same type, probably about the same generation too. And, mm-hmm. and I too had that, what you said, so I can empathize. I too felt dissatisfied with the reality I was presented growing up. I had a lot of friends. I were a networker. I hold events, not in in your area though. But when we started this uh, forum thing, it's just another platform than what you do. Kind of media outlet. Uh, you do it in the conference outlet, and and that's why I think it dovetails because we we just in the beginning, and we're going to have a lot of series, and I'm th- pretty sure we're going to cover everything you guys are doing. So I'm so glad we connected because we would be happy to contribute to bringing attention to your very noteworthy projects and be like uh, a podcast who propagates on that behalf because that's what we need. All our people in the, what I would call the, and this is probably a little arrogant, but I have to be honest and keep it real. Everybody who are in the intelligent aspect of the alternative media have to uh, come together somehow, uh, be on the same team here, because we are up against a very huge machine, which is the mainstream media, which is the corporate propaganda outlet. So, uh, Yeah, and there was actually a second reason why I wanted to do this. I already realized uh, pretty soon when I was interested in this that if, if we really want to make a change, if we like it or not, we, we need mainstream people on board. Yes. Because uh, I don't think change actually is going to come only from the alternative community. Uh, that, that There's a notion in, uh, in the alternative community that we're pretty big mm. uh, in numbers. And, and I don't see that at all. When you are in this alternative community and you're communicating all the time with alternative people, it looks like... Yeah. That the, that the numbers are getting bigger and bigger. And, and they are getting bigger, but not in a way that I think this is going to make a significant change. So we need uh, mainstream people to get on board. Now, one of the ways that is, has been lacking, and, uh, and I picked up on that because I went myself to other conferences and I listened to all the podcast shows you can, you can imagine, <laughs> uh, literally thousands and thousands and thousands of hours I've listened. Hmm. And, uh, and the, the quality, the, pro, uh, 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 yeah, the, the professionalism, most of the time is not there on the conferences and not on the podcasts. We need to come up with a mainstream product that is going to be accepted by those mainstream people, yeah. but with other content. Because if we like it or not, wh- what the mainstream is do- uh, doing, it's working. I think it's garbage, most of it, hmm. uh, but it works. They know exactly what they're doing uh, uh, and that it appeals to people. Now, there, there was a long time of a notion that the alternative community wanted to do it all differently. Hmm. But 
then you're not going to reach a lot of people with that uh, kind. So what, what, one of the things that we're trying to do on, a, on the conference is, is to record it uh, in a professional way and with a certain format. And, and the website needs to look good in a certain way. Yeah. And I see our, us in the alternative community as ambassadors. We, we are the drivers, but we're not the ones who have the numbers to make a change. Mm. So, yeah, uh, we, we try to do so, uh, things differently than it has been done in the conference culture. Indeed, and I have to say that uh, your your online uh, solutions are very professional. Everybody who's been at either of your sites know what I mean. It's really fancy, it's really right up there. But uh, I, I politely disagree when you say that the alternative community is small in numbers. The reason, let me explain. Okay. You're right in one sense. Uh, you're right when it comes to these areas we are dealing with, and that's because we are an alternative within the alternative if you see what i mean that's why we're we, we are just a segment within the alternative but if you define let's say alternative uh, media the alternative community as everything that's non-corporate non-corporate control non-state and corporate mainstream then we are huge my friend look at for instance uh, the young turks which is a very mainstream show really but the young turks are mentioning them because they are the biggest uh, non-corporate alternative media news outlet out there they're even bigger than alex jones um, infowars prison planet and they are bigger than the even though they're american the young turks uh, are the, they are bigger than all the mainstream news outlets, even when you include their TV numbers, because the TV numbers are tricked. Take Fox News, for instance. Fox News have an average viewer age of, uh, I know, I think it's 68 years. So they are dying off. You and me, uh, Jay, we grew up with TV, right? You know how that was. We were hooked to that hypnosis machine. <laughs> we scheduled our life after that machine. And in Norway, it was even worse because we had like just a couple of channels for a long time. We could get in Swedish and, and stuff like that. But now... Everybody from 40 and downwards are they're getting the information more and more from the internet. And it's so common not to have a television. So just be patient. They are dying off, the people who support the mainstream. And the mainstream, what we will see, I think, what we're going to see for the next 10, 20 years is that the mainstream will get a more and more heavy presence on the internet. They will try to face their propaganda from television onto internet, and they will try to rule the internet. And that's why they're trying, of course, to break net neutrality and all that. But they will also try through our methods. They will set up shows and solutions that will remind more and more of what alternative media does. So, so but I, I don't think they will win that battle because we are here, we are present, we are, we're taking over. And then you have like the alternative within the alternative, <laughs> which is, which is stuff like what you're doing. You see what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and, uh, I see uh, a couple of platforms that are doing really good uh, good stuff, uh, and yours is one of them. Uh, Daniel List, one dark journalist, uh, is one of them. Uh, um, from coast to coast, even <coughs> when, when George George Knapp is doing a show, yeah, I like it. I I, I think they're excellent. Mm. Uh, 
But yeah, there's just too much woo-woo and bullshit out there. And well, yeah, mm. we like to program our conference that we keep that out as much as possible. Mm. Did we make some mistakes in the past with some speakers? Yes, we did. Uh, but uh, but most of our program, and that's from feedback that we get from from people, is that they they see actually uh, yeah a new generation and and that the information has been brought out in a different way, in a more uh, uh, way that can be taken serious. Right. Because uh, yeah, we, uh, we 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 can talk all evening uh, about getting saved by ET and. Uh, <laughs> And uh, the Dragon family is gonna put their money in, and uh, the White Hats are winning. And, right. uh, you, you know all <laughs> yeah, those yeah, memes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, it's not gonna get us anywhere. So mm. uh, uh, yeah, uh, let's stay grounded. Yeah. Uh, let's people. Uh, let's listen to the people who uh, who have uh, the same ideas as us. Uh, who also want to step away from that uh, kind of crowd. Right. Well, last thing to say about that is that I think uh, uh, what's important here to get to that solution you're mentioning is to apply the scientific method. Because the scientific method, which you could say was or actually originated with the ancient Pythagoreans and then came in the Renaissance, Francis Bacon, Isaac Newton, all those people, it's superb. But most people, they mix, mistake the scientific method for the scientific institutions, the academia. But that's like the Vatican of science. And there's so much bad science going on, especially in the mainstream. You have like ideology running things. Mm-hmm. What, uh, for instance, uh, Michael Cremo and Graham Hancock refer to as the knowledge filtration. It's not a conspiracy. It's a uh, human nature condition. Even scientists have emotions and biases and uh, ideologists. And then you have the profit stuff that's ruined so much real science because you have like... Uh, uh, profit running what will be explored and researched. So I'm saying let's win back the scientific method within the alternative community because science is just a method to find out what's objectively true. And if we apply that method on these, we should say, maybe these horizon, these groundbreaking borderline areas, let's say anti-gravity. Yes. Uh, if, if that doesn't hold water, by a genuine, sincere scientific approach, then it's most likely not... Well, it may be true at some levels, but it's nothing practical we can relate to objectively, right? So my my point is just, it's never gotten a chance. I mean, if you look at people who research really exotic stuff like telepathy, take Rupert Sheldrake, who's crushing the dogmas in science. He's using the scientific method, and he's applying it on the scientific institution, and they don't hold water. (laughs) He reveals them being just as fundamentalistic and religious as many it's all about paradigm right so so that's my point so i I, i'm thinking that's what you guys doing you're trying to be sincere explorers and the people you put up as speakers are doing this they are just not mainstream and that's why they can do it because they don't have to worry about their job about their sponsors and all that and my follow-up question would be then uh, jay when, when you awoke into all these things and you started to realize that this is stuff you want to engage in, this is stuff you want to help put out to the world, who were the first serious speakers? I have respect for Denik and all these youth, uh, these first step discoverers, but 
even deeper than Denikan. At some point, you were impressed by authors or researchers or speakers. So who were the first people who, when you started to realize, yeah, I want to I wanna help get this out there? I, uh, because I've, I've read all those uh, UFO books in the beginning, uh, uh, and that was fascinating at that time, but... Uh, Pretty soon, I had enough of all those alien encounters or, or lights in the sky, and uh, and those descriptions that, that were being told. Right. I was more into uh, uh, the geopolitics behind it, or uh, uh, the, the what, uh, uh, who, uh, when, and and how behind it. So uh, I found my niche pretty quickly into the secret space program that that was really uh yeah that really got me uh, uh richard hoagland richard dolan right. um, uh, uh, peter lavenda of course who was on your show timothy good yeah uh, uh, even jim mars at that back then mm. was really into the secret space program and then later uh, a little bit later i found out uh, about uh, another person that uh, is on your show and that is uh, mm. uh, joseph p farrell now jo- joseph is really my favorite uh, researcher uh, because uh, yeah, he, yeah he has such a different view on most things that i am interested in and uh, yeah, he, yeah. He, he can really tell it like a teacher he really uh, goes from point to point to point to to really make clear what he uh, what he means and uh, yeah, and then just resonates with me. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's no it's no secret that we are positively biased towards Joss, and I think the reason that I agree with your observation about Joss is that he he's the definition of a Renaissance man, which means that you're an expert on several areas, and not just that, but you can tie it together mm-hmm. and you can give it an own. He's a generalist in a way. He's an expert generalist, and that's what science needs because the problem with mainstream science science is that they are specializing more and more and more and more into completely different areas where they have no understanding or respect of these other areas than what they're doing. So they are digging themselves into the trivia of reality, which is warranted in quantum physics, of course. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but but what we need is what science used to be in the really beginning, which is this overview thing. Because reality isn't just one aspect or two aspects. Reality is all aspects. And we lack a philosophical field theory, a general field theory, something to put together all aspects of reality to understand it. And they they are failing that at the universities, at, in academia, in all mainstream solutions. So I guess it's left to renegades, researchers on the alternative community. So that's what you're doing in a way in the uh, secret space conferences uh, of yours and also in your free energy conferences that we're going to get back to later. And And you're doing it. Within those areas, you're collecting different approaches, different people. And we are doing the same when we're having serious. We're having like this serious on the breakaway civilization. We're going to have a serious on 
free energy. We're already started a series on antediluvian civilizations. And our goal is to tie all this together. And then Joseph is one of those few people who you could actually have as a guest on most of our series. <laughs> yeah, and another person that I uh, highly uh, have respect for is Catherine Austin Fitz. Uh, she, she, she's another person like Joseph who can uh, really make uh, connections and uh, connect the dots uh, between several uh, uh, of course the economy is her is her uh, a main topic mm. but uh, yeah uh, that, that's not a person uh, that I and, and what I like about your show is that you actually approach it as a book uh, and, mm. I, and I like to do the same uh, when you look at our program and then I have the speakers in a certain order Right. Uh, 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 and this doesn't always work because of uh, time issues or or speaker can't speak a, a, at a certain day. But yeah. I like to do it in a certain order so everybody has their own chapter. Right. And, and together they form a bigger picture. Uh, and the second speaker can ducktail on what the first speaker was also talking about. So, uh, and, and I, I can... I can tell that you're doing the same with your show. Uh, it's not all over the board. It's, uh, yeah, the, the, there's a thought behind it. Yeah, there's an overlying arch to it. And, and I must admit, uh, I'm not that perceptive as you've been. So I didn't realize that's what you're doing. Now that you're telling me, I, I can totally see it. So kudos to you that, that you're following that path too. That's, that's kudos. Oh, <laughs> I'm impressed, man. <laughs> Now, we'll get more into details about the conference itself. So, okay, so you, you discovered these different speakers, but there's still a huge step from encountering this information and until sitting there with the cameras on. So how did your journey go from, from there until it was manifested? I, I can imagine you had a lot of challenges. Uh, I, I was first... Let me see. How, how does this come... Along, I, I met a I met a guy from Belgium at a David Icke event, and we started to talk. And he said, "Yeah, I want to organize a conference in in Belgium." Uh, uh, and uh, vaccines were the huge topic back then. Mm. This was like in 2011. Mm. Uh, so I said, okay, uh, I'm willing to help out uh, you uh, on a voluntary basis. Uh, so, so actually, we, we organized that conference. Uh, I was helping him out, but yeah, I also did a lot of stuff. Mm. And and we had a lot of names on there uh, at back then that became uh, more famous later. Uh, we actually had. Uh, hang on, hang on. Was this in Belgium? This was in Brussels. Yeah. Mm, okay. And we had uh, Edgar Mitchell on. We wow. had Gerald Salanti on. Uh, we had Project Camelot on uh, back then. I was a huge fan back then mm-hmm. uh, on Project Camelot. I'm not such a huge fan now anymore. But do they even exist anymore? Uh, yeah, Carrie is still going on. Uh, okay, because I noticed Bill, he has some, he has a decent thing going on, uh, some kind of forum thing. But uh, uh, yeah, I, I got that they split at some point, but never mind. Okay, I, yeah. I get it. Yeah. So, so yeah, we, we, we had a good program over there, but uh, then I decided to, to do it for myself, especially on the secret space program. Because, because the subject on the first conference was what, vaccines? Uh, it was across the board. Okay. Uh, we, we, Just different stuff. Okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. another huge topic, and I had two speakers on that. Uh, uh, 
was, uh, yeah, if the system is going to collapse, what are you going to do for yourself? Yeah. How are you going to prepare? So that was uh, uh, Matthew's time. And yeah, some names, uh, I forgot uh, I forgot them. But uh, so I, No, but I get it. I get it. Yeah. I decided, okay, I want to do this, but only for the secret space program. Mm. And I met another guy at that conference who did audio video for his Matrix job. So I said, okay, are you willing to help me out? And uh, yeah, the secret space program conference was born with the two of us. And uh, so, when was this? This was uh, uh, this, the first secret space was in uh, 2012. Mm. But what I, what, what I also realized at that conference is, yeah, it's sharing information, but it's not actually come up with solutions. And that's why I started, yeah, I founded Global BAM, Breakthrough Energy Movement, because I really see a solution in that, uh, in, in that topic, in, in Breakthrough Energy. Yeah, that, that, that's, a, that's a brilliant bridge to the mainstream. Yeah. Because um, you, you can go through that... Uh, there's a lot of attention and interest in finding alternative energy sources right now. So there's positive bias towards that, at least in liberal countries like Norway, where the state is actually sponsoring anything which is not oil and gas. But but the free energy stuff, the, the unified field stuff is not vetted yet. It's not clean in the mainstream alternative energy circles there are some who knows about it, but they don't dare to mention it in mainstream environmental organizations and stuff uh, too much. So, and, so yeah, it, I, but but it can be if you keep doing that work. So yeah, and I have to—I uh, uh, wouldn't say correct you, but uh, some uh, to suggest to you something. Yep. We we need to step away from the term free energy. Right. It's it, it's really a corrupt term. People are being put off uh, by it. Okay, is zero point better or what's the best word for it? There's more than one term that I think is better than free okay. energy. The one that we use is is breakthrough energy. Okay. Uh, but that or, that's kind of broader, right? It's not just zero point stuff. No, 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 no. Uh, mm. Because yeah, we like to stay away from solar and wind and battery technology. Mm. Uh, we're more into the exotic uh, technologies. What, what about this new car that mm-hmm. I saw um, somewhere in, was it in Germany? Somewhere in Europe, there's a new car now. It's kind of going on water. It's not a regular mm-hmm. hydrogen car. It's uh, it's going actually on water, but it's not Meyer's technology. No, not... Stanley Meyer. It's not his mm-hmm. uh, solution. It's um, uh, something else. Mm-hmm. The technology is exotic and interesting. Nobody has done that. Are you aware of what I'm talking about? Uh, I think I saw it coming along. Uh, yeah. I haven't been too deep in that uh, one particular. But but could that be a part of it? If uh, what I'm saying is real? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, mm. It's uh, uh, because one of the terms is also zero point. Uh, but that's also a certain portion of, of the whole field mm. because you also have over unity and right. over unity right. is not the same as zero point there, there's a distinction there yeah so it's too limited to say zero point yeah that, that's why we use the, uh, the, the term breakthrough energy mm-hmm. because yeah you can have a different uh, it's like an um, umbrella kind mm. of thing you, uh, but uh, yeah to come back to where we make the distinction uh, with solar and wind, 
Mm. Uh, I think it's a diversion. It, it, it is so promoted by uh, by the cabal and by the powers that be, uh, and I see it more as a stepping stone technology. It's mm. something that is in between. Uh, in ten or twenty or thirty years, nobody's going to talk about solar and wind energy anymore because we have something better than that. Because what what, what most people forget about solar and wind, it's is it better than uh, than fossil fuels? Yes, it is. So in that way, I support it. But is it really a sustainable technology if you look at the resources that go into those uh, uh, wind farms and, and also in, in creating solar panels? Mm. The, you, there, there's, at least I can't find it, there are no YouTube clips or videos to be found on the Internet, as I'm aware that they actually show you how they create those solar panels. There are hundreds of videos how you can put it together. But mm. the chemical process, how those solar panels are made, uh, it's not out there because it's not sustainable. It, it's chemical. Uh, things are still being burned. And, yeah, the amount of research that go in there, if we want to transform this world into a, a world that runs on solar and wind, uh, it's not sustainable at all. Um, okay, I, I understand what you're saying here. By the way, uh, we're going to adopt your term here. I love it. Breakthrough energy. Yes, that can appeal to everyone. So I just made an executive decision here. We're going <laughs> to change our series name because we haven't launched it yet to breakthrough energy, not free energy. So yeah, I'm on board. So thank you for that. But um, now I want to disagree a little with you because uh, if you look at the sanctioned solutions within solar and wind, it, it's, it's just scraps they're throwing to us. People are pushing to get us off fossil fuel and nuclear. And they realized it, the powers that be, the industry, the, the states, they realized this. And in some cases, they're even positive to it. So what they do is that they throw to us these half-assed solution, which isn't sustainable. And precisely that's why they allow electrical cars, solar and wind solutions, because they know it's not a threat to the mainstream energy. But consider this. They've had solutions for efficient L-cars for decades, but they rot on shelves. They end up in closed uh, stores. They don't want this to get out. Like these water cars, we see a history here where they either buy off the inventions, they hijacked it through patent offices, or they threaten, or even in some instances, naive inventors, they meet an untimely death. These inventors, mm -hmm. they don't even have to know that there are inventors who've made similar or the same things in the past because these are just brilliant nerds and they have no understanding of marketing necessarily. So they don't necessarily know how to get it out there and manufacture it and mainstream it or they don't know how dangerous it is. There are so many energy solutions for humanity if you had like an unrestricted free exploration. So it's bound to be discovered and discovered again by different people in different places in different times starting with Tesla or even before, like we will prove in other series where we explore the ancient past. So they discover these things, but they have no idea necessarily, these geniuses, how to get it out because they're not geniuses in marketing or in geopolitics or anything. And that's how it gets picked up and stored away. Now, wind I'm against because it kills birds and all that stuff. But yeah. take solar. 
There are solutions that could be sustainable. You can actually spray. There's a company in America. You can spray on windows and everything. You could do it on all the uh, areas where there's sun all the time. And I remember Richard Hoagland mentioned uh, a very effective uh, solar invention. But nobody is financing these effective things. Even in so, should we say, mainstream solutions as solar and and, uh, electric cars. There could be. A sustainability, but those are not supported. And when you come to cars, and we'll have programs proving this, they try deliberately to crush independent car manufacturers and they sponsor the mainstream manufacturers. And then you have like Elon Musk who actually managed to get through with his Tesla thing, even though he was not mainstream, but he managed it because he had money and he had intelligence. He knew how these things worked. But even Tesla is um, challenged. And in many states in America, they try to crush Tesla. They make laws so that you can't actually make... They, they don't get a fair chance. It's not free competition in this area. So what we need to understand, people, is that there is a biased system. It's because the system is rigged. You see what I mean? Uh, I totally agree with uh, what you just said, and uh, and that's why I propose a different solution that has been done for all these decades, mm. because it's not working. Uh, it's not working that uh, that that a, that a lone wolf uh, scientist or researcher who has a technology to, to and who tries to get this to market. It's not working. It's not even working when it, uh, when a company gets behind it and invest a lot of money. Mm. It's not working. Now, the things that are working, like an Elon Musk, uh, again, I, I think, uh, yes, it is because he had money and intelligence and he had a he had a vision, but he's also being allowed to do this. Yeah. Uh, now, my proposition would be, and, and we actually have a, a presentation about that uh, on our conference, we are working on a, on a crowdfund model. Ah. Now, crowdfund, of course, has been done also in the breakthrough energy scene. Uh, money was coming in, and then uh, they tried to support uh, uh, one researcher, and uh, in the end, it, it never goes anywhere. Hmm. What we propose is that you have to couple this crowdfund onto a business plan from, uh, and, and it is a holistic business plan from A to Z. And you already need to work it out up front. Mm. Uh, how are we going to get a product that is being backed by grassroots people through the crowdfunds? Uh, how are we going to put this into, into the market? And you're already going to lay it out to the people. And you're going to tell your plan, okay, this is what we're going to do. We need your support because one aspect that has been overlooked a lot of times uh, in this breakthrough energy scene is consciousness itself. Mm. The consciousness, when, 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 when a researcher file has his Eureka moment and he builds a machine and he reaches out to a company or to somebody with, with money, Maybe the consciousness is there, but it's not big enough. Hmm. Uh, 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 I, I truly believe that consciousness also works in numbers. And of course, breakthroughs can be uh, being put out by people alone. But if you're talking about the next big thing, this is how I call it. When these technologies come into the market, uh, this is going to be bigger than the internet. 
uh, it is really like reinventing the wheel or fire. It's going to be that big. It, it it has implications on every daily aspect of life when these technologies come to market. Mm. So so you need a, a bigger plan than okay, we got a technology and we want to bring it to market. Mm. No, you, you you need you need a marketing team. You 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 need a, a, a face for uh, to uh, for the campaign. Mm. But I really believe that it can be done by a crowdfund. Now the kicker is that you need to create a boss that is going to be picked up by mainstream. Here comes mainstream again. Mm. So, uh, and I can t- I can lay it out a little bit in a nutshell what we're working on on the background. We're we're actually working on three different crowdfunds, mm-hmm. and they're all interconnected with each other. There are three different crowdfunds, but they're all yeah interconnected. Now the first crowdfund because that is another part that is lacking is going to sustain uh, a standard and protocol um, uh, vision that Joel Garman, one of our speakers in the past, has. What a lot of people don't understand is that if you want to attract uh, business people who are going to put the money on the table for your technology, it needs to be proven. Those people need to know if this is the real deal. Now, this is not the case for the breakthrough energy scene. Uh, people come up with, with technologies. They don't know how to measure it. It's actually not what they think it is. Mm-hmm. So what we're proposing is that we're going to have a standard and protocols uh, uh, being set up. Uh, and that's for different technologies. People can use those standards and protocols to see if they actually have something. Now, if they live up to those standards and protocols, then a vetting team can go to those people and apply those standards and protocols again. Right. Now, then a stamp of approval can be given to those uh, inventors. And then other people can see, okay, this stamp of approval is there. The standards and protocols are in place. So this is the real deal and we can get behind it. Mm. This, this is a big part. This is a boring part for for a lot of people, but it's a very important part that needs to be established in this break for energy scene, because you have it in all kinds of different uh, business uh, models around the world for 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 other things. You mm. name it, cars or or uh, yeah, the, the, there are there are standards and protocols in place there mm. that that people have to follow. Uh, uh, for for security reasons, uh, uh, is it safe? I, is it doing what it's promising? Uh, right. All those kind of things. So some kind of uh, skilled quality control, like uh, uh, instead of a company or a state uh, making a, a board of uh, certifications, it's like the people themselves coming together and vetting each other's discoveries and also contributing to understanding all the aspects better practically speaking of these inventions is it like that yeah yeah it's exactly like that mm. and and what's going to happen is you've got science you've got mainstream science on the one hand who says uh, these technologies can't be true because science tells us by the second, no, no, the paradigm tells us yes. Yeah, the, the second uh, law of uh, Fermanagh's and and those yeah. kind of laws are telling us that this can't be a reality. Now, if there has been a board of standards and protocols, and they can prove mm. that these technologies are the real deal, 
then there will be more and more people in this field are going to sign off on this. Yeah. Uh, and, and it's going to spread like a, like an old stain. Uh, and, and more and more scientists, because they see this list are getting bigger and bigger and bigger of people in their field mm-hmm. who can actually sign off on this because, uh, yeah, it can be proven that it's real. Yeah, not, not only that people sanction it like authority or, or like a, an awareness or like a paradigm shift, but also to have working prototypes uh, because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you can't deny what people can see and touch, right? So working prototypes is essential to even start contemplating uh, manufacturing it. So so how, what's your uh, idea? So you, you said there were three crowdfundings. You, yeah. you mentioned the first one. And it's very funny that you mentioned the car already a couple of times because the <laughs> second crowdfund <laughs> that, that we're going to put out, like that first crowdfund is not going to need a lot of money. That no. This can be established for, for, for let's say, $80,000 or less. Right. So we can come up with this money within our own Breakthrough Energy community. Hmm. Uh, now the second campaign, uh, crowdfund campaign, needs a, lot of, a little bit more money. We're we're really gonna uh, reach out to the crowdfund community. Hmm. Now the crowdfund community, if they pick something up because it, it is promoted by the crowdfund platform itself, hmm. because they like your ID, it's cutting edge. It's something that re- people really would like as a solution, hmm. like. That you can drive your car from the from the from the west to the east coast in the states uh, without refueling, uh, then you can connect with that crowd. Mm. Now, if that crowd gets behind uh, an ID that we have, and we have seen this before, um, there has been a crowdfund campaign related to this to rebuild uh, the Tesla uh, Warnercliffe Center. Uh, and that okay. campaign generated 1.3 million. Mm. So, 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 yeah, people are interested in this. Now, what we're proposing in that second crowdfund is that, okay, we got the standards and protocols in place now. What we would like to do is we're going to create a campaign that a car is going to drive from the west to the east coast in the States. And, wow. And, and this is going to be on the breakthrough energy technology. So we're also going to put out a call to all those inventors that if you have a technology out there uh, that we can put in a car and that can live up to the standards and protocols that we have, we, we are willing to adapt your technology in this car. Uh, we're going to take care of you financially because uh, I really believe in the, in the model that uh, not everything should be for free. Mm. Uh, that, that is another misconception that is uh, being uh, taught in, uh, in the alternative community. We we just like to do it fair. So mm. we're not going to work with people who want a million dollars or a couple of million dollars. Uh, uh, it has to be reasonable. But mm. now, no, but not hyper commercialized, of course. No, 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 no. no. Because this is going to be grassroots backed. Yeah. So 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 this is not going to be for one company, but that comes in the third crowdfund. The second one is really to create that buzz. Mm. Because if you can drive a car from uh, from the west to the east coast, then it's up to a marketing team to get this into the mainstream. Yeah. And they will pick up on this if you make a spectacle out of this. Of course. Uh, if you can really show that this car is not being refueled. And, and like 
especially uh, in every state, you're going to invite a different uh, speaker or somebody that is important to the community to drive that car. Right. And, and people fr- who uh, donated to the crowdfund campaign can actually sit in the car for an hour or two hours mm. and have a conversation with, with, with the driver, uh, one of the important people. And, and of course, everything being put out on the internet, filmed and documented. And, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Everything is going to be live streamed. Mm. Uh, uh, you need to attach catering uh, that is sustainable, uh, <laughs> yeah. organic. So every stop that we're going to have in a state, we're going to have a press conference and there's going to be right. uh, catering that we think uh, that's how catering should be. You're uh, going into the belly of the beast. You, you're going to do this in America? Yes, because I think America is really the sleeping giant. Uh, uh, America is very polarized. Uh, you, you, you've got the dumbed down kids on the one side but on the other side... Uh, um yeah, yeah, I see what you mean. I totally agree with you. In America right now, uh, there is a potential for... The, the machine is actually faltering. It's about to come down, I think. You can see this politically too. Exactly. Both of the mainstream political parties have non-mainstream candidates that, that are subversive, that will change the system, like Bernie Sanders and Donald Trump. And you also have the libertarian factions with Paul. That's been a revolution going on for a long time. So, yeah, yeah, there are consciousness. Like Leonard Cohen says, America, the land of the best and the worst. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So that's brilliant. I agree with you. But it's dangerous. That's also where they are best equipped to try to crush something like that. Yeah, but uh, I, I truly believe that the spiritual protection and uh, is the best one. Mm. And I'm not a practitioner in, in in meditation or things like that. But my best protection until now is uh, that you shouldn't go into the fear mode. No, I agree. And 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 change has to come. Uh, I've got a one-year-old, and uh, and uh, yeah, I just don't want her to grow up in the society that we live in, and uh, so so, and until uh, the man with the hammer comes, until that moment, <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, I'm just gonna do my thing, uh, what wh- what feels good, and I think what should be done. And, yeah, uh, and that's why I like the crowdfund c- campaign because. Uh, that is the mechanism that a lot of people get on board and, and the consciousness for the idea is growing and growing and growing and that is a much better uh, strategy than, than a lone inventor or a company that is going to bring this technology into the marketplace but, because I don't really see that happening. They're not going to allow that. No. But if there's a lot of eyes on, the, on an idea and, and it's growing, 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 then, then I really think that uh, yeah, yeah, that, that is going to succeed because it, it's the next step in, ev- in evolution. Yeah, I have to express uh, how impressed I am with your realizations because um, if you're making this into a crowd effort, you're just a facilitator. The, the strategy you're making is to make yourself superfluous because if they took you down, 
it doesn't matter. It would go on. It wouldn't change anything, right? Yeah, yeah. Because it's a crowd thing. It's it's different people. They would have to kill off uh, millions of people if they would have to stop it the old, primitive, brutal way. And another thing is that many insiders are just as trapped in the system as we are. And I'm pretty sure that even though, and I'm convinced you are on the radar big time because of those two projects, but I'm pretty convinced that you, we all dissidents actually have a lot of sympathy too. Because there is a guy right now, we could call him an insider, who is at your age, who has another one-year-old, and he too wants a future. So many people are realizing, also in the inside, that this isn't sustainable. But there's little to nothing individuals can do. But stuff like you're doing is possible to pull off. Yeah, and uh, and I, and I've got more and more. I wouldn't say compassion, but I I I think I understand more and more why they took this route, mm. uh, why all the suppression and why all the secrecy, uh, and that really ties into the secret space program and the decisions that were made in in forty seven. Uh, I don't see it as black as white anymore as I used to, and mm. uh, in uh, bad and good guys, and 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 and, uh, and we are the good guys, and they are the bad guys uh, who are putting us uh, through this uh, shit. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't see it like that anymore. But um, besides that, yeah, I'm just gonna do my thing. I'm not afraid that they're gonna take me out. Yeah, and, and and this just needs to be done. And I don't see that I'm going to do that by myself. No, it, it's going to be a group effort. Yeah, and it's not going to be dependent on certain individual, right? No, no, mm. no. And uh, to to get back to to round that uh, freeway uh, crowdfund uh, off. So mm. so the second one is really going to be the media spectacle. Uh, to, to prove that this is a reality and that we can drive a car from the west to the east coast. Yeah. Now, about that time, when, when this hits mainstream news, then you can really activate the masses. And that's where comes crowdfront number three into place. Because then we're going to ask the general public to, to, to back us. Mm. Because we, we want to put this technology on the marketplace. And we don't want to do that through one company. No, if, if we really want to make a paradigm shift, we, we really need a Manhattan project on steroids. Mm. Because we, we don't have another 10 or 20 years to, to turn this around. So we need a lot of companies on board. We need a lot of governments on board. And we need a lot of people on board who are going to tell those governments and those companies. This is a reality. We want this te technology. Uh, 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 the money is here because we're backing it also mm. to get this uh, off the ground. And um, so, 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 yeah. Part three is really uh, the business plan behind it, and uh, and this needs to be a holistic business plan. Uh, that keeps uh, for for instance one of the aspects of this business plan that we're proposing is that from every unit that is going to be sold in the future mm -hmm. uh, a portion of that unit uh, of that uh, sales needs to be put into a fund that is going to be used for people who can't afford to buy a unit right. because what i see happening even when the powers that be is going to allow one of these technologies come to, in, into the market from one company, mm. it's only going to be the people who can afford it who can, uh, who can buy a unit like that or a car like that. 
and, and we want a solution across the board for everybody. Yeah. So and and, and we've got the money, but the sure, uh, yeah, a portion of that money needs to go somewhere else, and, and that's just one of the things that we think. Uh, uh, should be implemented in, uh, in 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 that holistic business plan. Right. There, there's so many uh, things I want to pick up on on what you've said, but I, but I promise you, I'm not going to lose track of where we are in the flow of the subject. So we're going to get to your third crowdfunding too. But okay. I just want to say or ask right now, uh, for instance, when you mentioned this brilliant idea of how you're doing it with crowdfunding, now could you also take a portion of the fund? Uh, for every item sold, whether we're talking about cars or, or because this will, when it when it's breakthrough, it will, like you said, be on all aspects of society, not just cars. So there will be millions and millions upon on dollars. It will give huge profit. But could you take, let's say, derail some of the funds to repay uh, crowdfunders instead? They become investors. Uh, not for profit, but like say, okay, we we collected millions of dollars to to get through all these crowdfundings. Now money is generated from this because we got the breakthrough. Then then they could get it back, and and in a way, then you could say that. Um, I think it would be an easier incentive if there's no guarantees, but at least it's like, okay, I'm a poor student, but I'll donate five hundred dollars, and I know that it may ensure my future. And I may even get the money back. And that, then it's free. Then we've actually saved the future. But what do you think? Is that possible? Uh, that is possible. Uh, that, that is a different view on crowdfund. But w- what I would like to see is, uh, because one of the aspects of, of uh, people who, who, who support crowdfunds is that uh, they want the product back. They, they, they don't want money back. Okay. That that's not the incentive, but no, what, of course, of course. yeah. What, what what I think would help that uh, that much more people also will have a trust mm. in, in in a crowdfund campaign, because the situation now is that people donate to a crowdfund campaign, and uh, eventually they see the end product coming or not. Mm. Uh, the way to to get that product out, uh, it's still a big mystery. And especially financially, what what I uh, hope is that uh, uh, some whisket is listening to this podcast or or, or is going to see our presentation on the conference, and is going to invent uh, an app that that allows you into the bank account of the crowdfund campaign, and that you can actually see what's happening with the money. Uh, you can't take money out. You can only put money in, but you can lock in into that bank account and see exactly what's happening with that money. And if you can, uh, to make that app in a way that you can even click on uh, the expenses and and go uh, a little bit deeper, if you would like that, to see which companies we were dealing with. Because again, I, I, uh, I think we should only deal with companies who have the same view as us. Uh, who have the same morals and the same standards as us? Yeah, you can't trust anyone else. So yeah. No, uh, so 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 we want to do business with with, with companies who get it. Mm-hmm. Uh, this new way of uh, of uh, of uh, dealing with stuff. So uh, I think that app, uh, and I know nine of the ten people are not interested in that app, mm-hmm. but it is another aspect that you show people. This is transparent. 
if you really want to dig further into it, how we do business and how this product really comes to market, then this is the way, uh, one of the ways. And uh, yeah, I mm. think uh, that should be a next step in the evolution of crowdfunding. It needs to be even more transparent than it is now. And, and, and I'm sure that people are willing to put up money on the table and they don't want to even uh, want to have it back as long as these technologies come out and they're going to be available for everybody. Right. So, um, yeah, and, and this is a global project, right? You're not just focusing on, on America or, or no. Europe. You're, no, you're no, trying no, no, to no. get everybody in here, not just on the crowdfunding side, but also on the brains side that inventors, researchers, it's, it's a global thing, right? Yeah, we're, we're, we're uh, also in the presentation, we're really going to put out a call of the certain uh, people we need on the team to make this happen. So, so you need your marketing people. You need your uh, 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 technicians on board. You need people who know everything about cars. You need people who know everything about electronics. You, uh, we, we need catering people on board. Uh, uh, we need uh, uh, PR people on board. Now, I, I, I don't mind where those people come from. Mm. Uh, when they have their same views as us and, and they're vetted. And uh, yeah, I, I don't mind if they're coming from China, Russia or, uh, or whatever. So, so yeah, it's going to be a global thing. Right. Um, no, I, I'm totally behind you because if uh, you get to do this thing, drive something from coast to coast, uh, it doesn't even matter if the mainstream is picking this up. If there's enough, uh, you know, that a shift, uh, any revolution, and you can study history, this goes for uh, political revolutions, it goes for economic, for, for technology, for psychology, <laughs> any any big change. Always, first of all, it always comes from below. It never comes from above. That's the first thing. But the second thing is, you don't need like 51% to make the shift. All history shows you. And, and this is understandable for people who study uh, stuff like quantum physics, consciousness, morphogenetic fields, all that stuff. You actually only need about 10 to 15 percent to make that change uh, on any area, especially awareness. So let's say then that enough people is on board on this and you're driving this car. If still uh, this couldn't be manufactured, if, if nobody, if, if you didn't get to the next step of selling this to people who wanted it, it would be like a world revolution because as soon as mainstream people pick up on Wow, this is possible. They can go to the internet and see it for themselves. They don't. They don't have to listen to the debunkers who try to distract us with all sorts of ideological and faith-based. Yeah, and and one of the aspects that we want to do is that uh, we're going to drive that car past uh, universities right. on the on the route. <laughs> And, Brilliant, and, and and those are the places that we're going to have our press conference, and 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 we already have some ambassadors in place in those universities who already told all the university students, hey, there's a car coming tomorrow yeah, here right, right. on the uh, not on the campus because that won't be allowed, of course, but just outside the campus, and and you should check it out because this is amazing. This car drives from the west to the east coast without refueling. Mm. Now. I can bet that there's a lot of university kids who are going to have a take a look and they're going to be on their social media and on their Twitter and on their Facebook and they're going to say, hey, 
what I saw today is going to be a revolution because mm. I, I really truly believe that young people have to pick this up on the universities yeah. uh, uh, and, and to get the ball rolling. And, and maybe some people uh, think, uh, hey, you shouldn't tell everything about this plan, but also about that, I've got a different view. Yeah, and we'll, we'll explore that in part two, the more mm-hmm. philosophical aspect, so you don't have to explain that right now. Okay. Let's stay on a practical note. Mm-hmm. But, but you know, of course, uh, you, of course you know, because this is your model, we need to build big coalitions. So what about getting on board also, in sending an invite, when you're ready, I mean, what about inviting also f- uh, different environmental organizations, maybe uh, progressive uh, politicians, stuff like that, just to further build a coalition. Is that possible too? Uh, uh, the, 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 the one coalition that I would really love to see, and that hasn't happened yet, is the one with the anti-nuclear people. Yeah. Because this is a solution, not only that we're going to have a different uh, energy source, so we don't need nuclear anymore, but what I understand from several uh, inventors is that these uh, certain machines with these properties have the effect that you can clean up uh, a nuclear waste mm. with these technologies. So, so it works both ways. Now, if we can get uh, a couple of uh, uh, their people on board uh, who can reach their network, yeah, that's one of the coalitions that I would like to see. Mm. Yeah, that's very sensible. Mm. Um, since we are at, we are at the energy part now, so let's just continue to explore that. Uh, there will be many challenges for you, uh, of course, uh, further. But um, uh, what about the reception, by the way? I, I don't know how how long you've come in this uh, progress. Uh, actually, just continue explaining us. What's the third crowdfunding you, you're planning? So, so, so actually, the third crowdfund. Okay, we've got the car now with the technology inside. Now to bring this car into production, mm. that, that's a whole different ballgame. Uh, and, and that will actually will cost millions and millions and millions, a couple of hundred millions even. When you, when, when yes, you, yes, but no, no. But if you, if you succeed in step two, you don't need a crowdfunding for uh, manufacturing because people will line up as investors. You can't stop it at that point. Even even commercial uh, mainstream companies will try. Yeah, but 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 then uh, that is true. But uh, I would rather have, uh, let's say, five hundred million people okay, backing this mm-hmm. uh, than ten companies who are going to put each fifty million on the table. Yeah. Because again, it's the consciousness behind it. Uh, that will make it su- success. Mm. So uh, we're we're not looking for big investors or big companies to jump on board. They're they're, they're welcome uh, at a later stage because when we are ready to take this into production, companies can buy a license. Right, right, smart. And, and, and again, there's going to be a mechanism in that license that they have to stand up to certain standards and protocols. Those companies. Right, right. And again, uh, a portion of those funds that are going to be generated by those companies are going to be put in a fund to 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 help the people in uh, in India or in Africa. Mm. So so yes, I I still think that third crowdfund is is necessary. Uh, and about that time that that third crowdfund is running, uh, I also hope then 
that there's really going to be a movement stepping up because uh, 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 the last aspect of this is that there needs to be a movement who's going to say to the governments around the world, we know this is this a reality and you have to support this. Exactly. And if you're not supporting this, we're going to go out into the streets and you have to move over until the next generation of politicians is there who will get it. Yeah, and they don't even need to go to the streets because as soon as they pick up on politicians stopping this, not fighting for this, and they know it's real, they will vote them out of office where 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 they can vote them out of office. I, mean, I know there's a lot of elusive democracies. There's uh, voting machines and all that stuff, and we're going to have programs on that too. But no, I, I see what you mean. At this point, if you get to point three, uh, it will go by itself. I'm, I'm so convinced. There's no stopping it at point three. You've thought through this. You're so right in what you're saying. If you left point three up to the companies, there's no guarantee what will happen next. They will always find a way to make something worse out of... Uh, <laughs> no, you can't trust them. No, well. So uh, if you are allowed to get through these stages, it's waterproof. It, it only needs a, a, a small group of dedication, uh, dedicated people. And some funds behind it, because these people can't do this besides their majorist jobs. Uh, they need to be funded so they can do this 24-7. And, and, and uh, then, then I'm convinced that a group of 50 people can really get this going. Mm. Well, that, that's so excellent. So uh, now that you explained the model, um, we can also already now say uh, that you're going to have a very important conference uh, pretty soon in, in a little over a month from this recording, probably a couple of weeks from this is out there to everyone. So it won't be enough time for us to generate enough attention in itself but fortunately you have many channels that you're going through. So tell us about this conference now so people can know what's going on here. Okay, the conference is going to be uh, May 28th and tw May 29th. Uh, it's going to be in Bastrop, Texas. Same place as uh, Space yeah, Conference? Yeah, mm -hmm. and, uh, and that's like 25 minutes from uh, Austin Airport. So and uh, it's pretty close to Houston and to uh, San Antonio and even to Dallas. So it, it's pretty centralized to those uh, cities. It's going to be two days, five speakers each on one, on one day. Uh, we invited the uh, inventor community to come to show their technology uh, on, uh, on, on boots. Mm. Um, and the program is uh, really like a mixed bag. Uh, there are conferences on these topics who really delve into the technology side of things. Uh, uh, but we really bring a program uh, for the layman. Uh, and uh, let's talk about the implications that these technologies are going to bring for everybody uh, in, in their daily life. So we're going to touch upon on the economic sides, on the environment. So, so, so you're going to talk about some of the stuff we've already talked about, explaining the project. Yeah, and uh, we, we, we also... Yeah, uh, we're going to explain the project. We're going to have a speaker who's going to lay out uh, how we see a breakthrough energy company is going to be formed in the in the future. Mm. What's that kind of a company? Uh, uh, we're also going to touch upon the technology side. We've got uh, Jeffrey Miller, 
and uh, he he's really the best kept secret i think of uh, most inventors He's out there for 30 years, and he has rebuilt a lot of inventions for Mars. Uh, we're going to have Jason Fabelli. He's an expert on magnets. Magnets are going to play an important role in the future yeah. uh, on a lot of different aspects. Uh, we're also going to talk a little bit about the suppression side. Ruben Langdon is going to de- delve into that. And, uh, yeah, um what I should mention is, like, one day ago, we added Marco Roden and Randy Powell to the program. And, uh, uh, yeah, th- I think that's really a treat for everybody who's interested in this uh, in these topics. Uh, you you uh, ought to explain who these are. Not even I know who all these names are. So, so who are the two other guys you said? Uh, Marco Roden, he came up, uh, he discovered what they call... Uh, let me see. These are inventors and researchers. Uh, yes, mm. uh, uh, he came up with a with a different uh, mathematical. If you say Marco Ronan, you're actually saying vortex-based mathematics, oh. and, and and it's a different way of explaining how the universe works. And it, this has all to do with uh, with break for energy technologies uh, because uh, they, they 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 work in a different way than than mainstream science tells us. Mm. And uh, in this break for energy scene, yeah, Marco Roden is uh, really a living legend. Right. You, you you can call him like that. Uh, he, he's really brilliant, and and Randy Powell took his work uh, a, a step further, and uh, they're gonna do a dual presentation. So they're gonna be both on stage. They're friends from each other, and uh, yeah, they really complement each other. Uh, so uh, I'm really f- looking forward to uh, to their presentation. Mm. Now this just goes to show how little I know about this topic. I mean, I, I got a lot of compliments from listeners who says that uh, they think it's refreshing that a host knows what he's talking about for for uh, change. Uh, now I'm not claiming I know what I'm talking about, but I, I will admit I know what I'm talking about on certain topics. But free energy, no, sorry, breakthrough energy is not. <laughs> yeah, it's not my cup of tea. You just using the word free energy shows you how naive I am. So so, uh, but. Nevertheless, I have the ambition of trying to facilitate good programs on breakthrough energy, the technology, the philosophy, all that stuff. So um, that's why uh, I want to piggyback on you here because I can, I, I, can, can I make one more comment to, sure. to, to, to back you why you're not so interested in this yet? Yep. Uh, it's really dualistic. Again, what I said, this is going to be the next big thing. Mm. And and nine of the ten people uh, don't know anything about this, uh, so it, it's really something that, uh, uh, yeah, uh, it's so strange for me that this is a solution for all the problems that we're having, but actually nobody knows about it yet. It's bizarre. <laughs> is it? Isn't isn't that the answer? The reason people don't know about this is because it will change everything upside down. I think it's logical, actually. Uh, it all uh, history shows us uh, that it always goes like this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. First they ignore you, then they laugh yeah. at you, then they fight you, and uh, eventually the breakthrough comes. But um, no, I was just trying to fish for names here because we <laughs> need if we're going to make a serious, we have to have on serious people who can explain the alternative scientific models and all that stuff. And so 
you mentioned Joel Garmon, you mentioned Jeffrey Miller, but could you give, drop some names from your um, awareness of what's going on and who's out there right now? Who would be good people to have on on different aspects of Breakthrough Energy? Uh, I think Moray King is a, is a very good researcher on uh, on hydro and plasma. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you want a lady uh, on uh, uh, who is really uh, a dictionary on this topic and knows everybody, have met everybody, she's really the godmother of uh, the Break for Energy scene. Cool. Uh, uh, she's called uh, Jean Manning. Uh, Jean Manning, okay. Yeah. Uh, uh, she, she's got a book out uh, a couple of years ago together with Joel Garman that I really uh, highly recommend. And that book is called uh, Breakthrough Power. Uh, and I really see this as the Bible uh, for 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 our layman people to get a better understanding about this topic. Mm. Uh, it is uh, yeah, it is written in a way that everybody can understand it. What these technologies is gonna mean, and uh, yeah, like I said, Gene knows everybody, and everybody in this break for energy scene knows Gene. Uh, she's a wonderful lady. Okay. Uh, some other names let me see uh, Dr. Tom Fallone is a very credible researcher mm. uh, he, he really touches upon uh, the health side uh, application of these technologies uh, he can tell you a lot uh, uh, about the patent office what is going on there uh, he used to work there uh, uh, how the suppression works over there at the patent office mm. um, interesting Hmm. Yeah, we need to have him on. That's all those people you mentioned. We have to have on. Yeah, basically, if you go to our YouTube channel from Global Ben, uh, we almost have uh, now like sixty presentations on there. Okay. okay. Uh, on all uh, ways of topics that connect with this uh, with this topic. So uh, yeah, so I can pick and choose from there. Yeah, and I can always uh, tell you uh, more about certain speakers uh, or if you have a certain aspect of this breakthrough energy uh, scene uh, that you want to handle, uh, I Mm. can come up with a couple of names. Cool. And uh, now you heard that, uh, folks, what you said, go to his website. uh, But could you pronounce it very clearly? Uh, The website is uh, globalbem.com and BEM is spelled B-E-M. And, Global uh, BAM in one word, okay, dot com. Yeah, dot com, and BAM stands for Breakthrough Energy Movement. Ah. Uh, if you go on our, our website, uh, uh, we're actually transitioning between two websites, so the presentations are not on that website itself. They right. will be in the near future. But if you click on the YouTube icon, uh, it, it will take you to our uh, YouTube channel. Okay, good. You heard that, people. Um This topic is so huge that we could probably have a 10-hour program. Now, we've both got lives, uh, Jay, so I suggest that we take a short break now. And when we come back, we will really go into depth to other aspects of what we've already talked about, both in the field of breakthrough energy and breakaway civilization. All of our files are free and will remain free. If you like the show, you can show support by donating $1 to help with expenses. Just use the PayPal link on our website, YouTube channel, or Facebook page. Thanks.
Welcome back to part two of this uh, interesting program we have today with Jeroen van Straten. Hi there. <laughs> Was that uh, close enough, uh, Jay? Close enough for me, Al. <laughs> <laughs> right. And we're talking about his extremely interesting projects, of course, the Secret Space Program, Breakaway Civilization Conferences, and... The even more important, I'd say, project, which is the global energy movement. Although those two go hand in hand, because yeah. I take it, Jay, that you uh, kind of went to the free energy area, or I should call it, of course, breakthrough energy area, <laughs> from learning about your studies in UFOs and the secret space program. You kind of realized that, hey, if these things are physical objects and they're coming to our world obviously they're not using fossil fuel no not <laughs> is at all. that uh, is that the transition uh, over to the energy from the ufo um, area yeah yeah if, if you want to put it in a nutshell then uh, one plus one is two yeah, and, uh, <laughs> yeah. It, it was pretty clear to me that uh, the distance was too big uh, to come with a fossil fuel uh, engineer so they're using something else and uh, yeah that application can be used in break free energy applications uh, so uh, yeah they, they go hand in hand mm. um this is part two, and in part two we have a license to speculate wildly. Mm -hmm. So I'm I'm going to ask you a couple of questions about uh, we could say the uh, philosophy behind uh, this phenomenon. But let me ask you before we go to the exciting area a couple of more practical questions about your conference and, and these things. Okay. Uh, first of all, I, I have to ask, why why do you, are you choosing Texas uh, so many times? Uh, you know that's the heart of the oil mafia. You, <laughs> we all know what happened to JFK. Yeah. Uh, do you feel that that's a good uh, place in, in terms of interest from the audience? Or, or what's the reason for going to Texas? I was looking for for a city that was located with some other big cities around, uh, and Bostrop, uh, Texas, is like twenty twenty five minutes from Austin Airport, and Austin is uh, yeah it's it's close to Houston, it's close to San Antonio, it's pretty close to to Dallas. Mm. Uh, so so yeah, it was uh, I, I chose for a central location and I uh, I never worried in, in what kind of part of country we are uh, considering black up people or or anything like that. Mm. Uh, I, I and we're, I even think that they're happy with conferences like us because uh, it's like data mining for them and they can see uh, how far the general public is. Mm. So, uh, uh, yeah, I, I'm not worried at all uh, that, uh, that that they are not happy with us and they're going to shut things down. Uh, and anyway, uh, yeah, I just do my best. I do, uh, I do what I can and uh, I put the information out. I don't see anything wrong with it. Well, I might as well ask you now then one of the more speculative or philosophical questions uh, because it's related to what you just said. And that is, you said in part one that you, you've left the old uh, simple paradigm of bad guys, good guys. Yes. And uh, obviously we are all human and, and 
I don't know the question of evil. I mean, it's a subjective definition, and and I'm pretty sure most people think of themselves as good. I think even Hitler <laughs> thought he he did good stuff. So so I get that, but still, uh, you and me, we are not the ones taking decisions to destroy nature, no, to no, no, no. keep people dumbed down, etc. So. Would you mind elaborating a little on your current view on how, you know, these people think? I mean, how how come you have more empathy now and, and with their situation and stuff? What do what you think is going on there? Uh, I first want to give a couple of disclaimers. Uh, the first one is that uh, what, what I think today can be different tomorrow. Uh, and I have a totally different view than a couple of years ago. Uh, and, and I'm open to that. I'm not one of those people who are going to stick to my ideas and, and, and kind of defend them uh, all the time. Because we're actually all guessing at some level uh, what is going on. Uh, uh, some things we know for certain uh, out of the documents and, uh, and some uh, reliable testimony. But what goes on at the highest levels uh, concerning the secret space program and control on this planet, uh, we're all guessing. So I'm also guessing. Mm. So nothing is written in stone what I say. Uh, the other disclaimer that I want to say is, ooh, yeah, what did I want to say? Well, it's regarding good guys, bad guys, uh, yes. regarding uh, if... Uh, I mean, one thing you said that it makes sense is that they want to monitor where we're at. Yeah. What is the leading uh, minds in this area? Yeah, my view on the whole universe evenly is is that I believe in infinity, and you see that everywhere in nature, uh, also in your personal lives. Uh, there's so many options that is actually infinite. So I don't believe in the in the good and bad uh, polarizing mm. that people do a lot. Uh, even even what we consider bad for that person can be. Uh, can be good or they can justify it yeah. uh, and, and it's just a matter of perspective mm. uh, and, and we all got to have good and bad sides that being said that doesn't mean that I agree with uh, uh, w- what they are doing what I came to believe at this moment is that uh, we have to go way, way, way back in ancient history, uh, and you go back to the to the uh, to the cosmic war. Mm. That Joseph uh, uh, has a couple of books about it and some others. And if you look at the old scriptures all around the world, then uh, there comes a, a picture clear that there was an ancient war going on uh, between two groups. Now, it's not completely clear if one of those two groups was a human faction mm. or it was based on Earth. But it is clear that one of those two uh, groups had an uh, affection for humanity and the other ones didn't have. Now, I believe that these two groups uh, belong to the same group or, or the same family. I, I, I truly believe in what, uh, what Joseph Farrell also says, that, that we're the descendants of a bigger cosmic family. Right, and, and maybe we have dispersed uh, all around our our uh, uh, solar system to other planets in the past, so maybe to Mars, maybe even to other planets. Mm. I, I really believe more and more that the, that the model the, that there's a humanoid throughout or our galaxy is is much more valid than uh, uh, when people talk about 
ET or different races that look completely. Hey. Yes, I'm back. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, we we got a little interruption, there, folks, um, and uh, that was just when Jay was defending uh, <laughs> <laughs> the powers that be. We got disconnected. Now you were you were saying, and by the way, I, I have to say that uh, I've had this view for years and years. Not not to trumpet uh, myself here, but I totally agree with you. Uh, I've always thought. Because I've never been a big UFO guy, although I do acknowledge the importance and uh, reality of, of that phenomenon. I've always wondered how come people think that we humans, we look so very different from each other. But when we depict these creatures, so-called creatures, they always look the same. <laughs> <laughs> like insects. Very interesting. They look like archetypal. Yeah. So I agree. Humanoids all through the solar system. Uh, the human being is, is in my view, a template, a cosmic template. If all humans were exactly. wiped out. Yeah. If we were wiped out and uh, evolution began again, we will get back to more or less the same kind of, of course, there are differences uh, determined by environment, but basically uh, it's the, probably could call it the theosophical view that uh, manifestation comes from the inside from a seed it's not we are not completely determined on our looks from environments it's also from the dna or the seed so you were you were talking about that uh, were you finished with your reasoning or will you want to continue from there no 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 i was just starting <laughs> okay okay go on <laughs> uh, so, so basically, one of those two factions got wiped out right. because of the war, or they were put back into the Stone Age. Now, the lineage of those of that group stayed intact throughout the world. So, knowledge was uh, being kept secret in some places. Uh, uh, monuments were raised to to remind people of certain places and and, and knowledge. And uh, yeah, uh, uh, the future went on. Uh, daily life went on, and and they got back on their feet throughout centuries and centuries and centuries and centuries. Mm. And there's always been a class above uh, us normal people. There were always people who know more, uh, 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 who wanted control over the rest of us. So so I, I think that also stayed in place at certain levels. Now fast forward. Uh, Second World War, and uh, even before the Second World War, I think if, if you look at those two factions, I don't say that I 100% believe this, but I think the Jewish cabal, the people who dictate policy in the United States, uh, who are on the top of the pyramid in Israel, mm. uh, 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 who want to control the Middle East, I think that that is one faction. Uh, and you can say slash American intelligence slash uh, Saudi Arabia uh, slash Turkey. Yeah, I, I think it just I think it's better to refer to them as Zionists. Uh, yeah. That first part, because there's many Jews who are even anti-Zionist and are not on board of the, with this, of course. Yeah. I know you know this, but I'm just saying this yeah, yeah. for the benefit of the audience. And then there's also the fact that many Zionists aren't even Jews. They are Christian fundamentalists. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and yeah. and uh, I don't have anything against Jews, uh, but I have uh, something against a certain faction. Yeah. Now, I, I strongly believe that this is the faction that is not beneficial for us. 
did, and they even have a maybe a strong linkages uh, to that group who wiped us out in the past. They are, yeah, they are connected with with the faction in the in the cosmic war, who was not so favorable of humanity. Mm. Now this comes to a surprise maybe for a lot of people, and again, I don't say that I'm on, uh, that I favor them or I see them as the good guys, but I think the Nazi faction represents the other side actually. Hmm. And, and and what I think what happened when they went on their uh, on a Nerba tours around the world, uh, and they found all those uh, secret scriptures all uh, in every religion on the world, they 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 saw that there was somebody among us that was not favorable of us. Mm. And besides the, the Nazi faction uh, trying to do something about that, the Jews have been uh, they have been kicked the Zionists. out. The Zionists, they have been kicked out numerous of times in all kinds of countries. So it was not only in Germany. Uh, leading up to the Second World War, uh, uh, they had problems everywhere. Because where that faction comes in your country, they take over banking, they take over corporatism, they take over the media. That's a big one for them. Mm. And they use us as, as a, 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 a draining system to keep their financial system going. Now, I think that the Nazi faction saw this and they actually made the decision, okay, we have to get rid of this faction. Uh, we want out of Germany. And this is actually the arch enemy from the old days. Hmm. Now, does that say that the, that the Nazis are the good guys? No, I'm not saying that. Uh, I don't see anybody on top of that pyramid in those two factions really beneficial to us in the long term. Hmm. Now, now, the third part of the story is that in 1947, uh, after the Second World War, the American intelligence uh, were so mingled with the German and Nazi faction because of Project uh, Paperclip. Uh, yeah. A lot of scientists went to the States. But it's also the financial system that really got intertwined with each other. I think in 1947, the decision was made by the intelligence community with some Nazis in that faction that there was another player on the block here on Earth. Mm. And that player was not beneficial to us. They were uh, fooling around with our nuclear installations all around the world. Uh, they did that with the Russians. They did that with the Germans. And they did that with the Americans. And that was that was seen, as Joseph Farrell said, as, uh, how do you say? Yeah, there, there are two, two school of thoughts in the UFO community. One say, yeah, they did that to warn us. To keep away from nuclear power. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, to protect us. To protect us. Now, mm. I'm more in that other camp. I think the intelligence community saw this as a, a, as an attack. I saw. I think they saw this. Okay, you're showing us what you can do with your technology to keep us on the farm. So, so, so this this faction, this third faction, is different from the Bormannreich and the Zionists. Th these are not originated on Earth, in your current view? Yes, I think they are originated in Earth, on Earth. Or, yeah, there, there's the second possibility that they really came uh, outside of the cis, uh, solar system. Yeah, but you mean if they originated on Earth, you mean a long time ago. But yeah. they're, not, they're uh, not belonging to any of the current culture. No, 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 right. no, no, right. no, 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 no. This goes hundreds and hundreds of thousands of years back, or, or a, a little bit more previous, more than 10,000 years back. Mm. But 
So the decision was made. Okay, we have to match this technology to protect Earth. Mm. So there was a plan put in place that we need unlimited funds. We need a hidden system of finance to match this technology. And we're not going to tell the general public because they will never agree that they're going to be used as a drain to get all these finance to match this technology. Now, if you see it like that, that they're actually trying to protect Earth because they consider that as their home base Mm. to an outside threat that is fooling around with our nuclear bases and has all kinds of technologies that is a threat to Earth because maybe sooner or later they want to take over (laughs) here, then you can say, okay, this faction, the way that they want to accomplish their goals and using us as a drain, I totally disagree with that. But if the end goal is to protect Earth to an outside threat, then I'm I'm not so black and white anymore mm. in who's the good guys and who's the bad guys. And what I think really happened is that this faction um, maneuvered themselves in a catch-22 situation or catch-24, how do you call it? <laughs> yeah. and, and, and there was a certain point that they couldn't tell the general public anymore about this hidden system of finance. Because if they come out with, uh, uh, it's going to open Pandora's box. Because this hidden of finance, system of finance, has their tentacles in every aspect of finance. Yeah. And it also means, and that's one of the big kickers why I think they're never going to say anything about this, is about the pharmaceutical tentacle. Because who doesn't know a family member or a good friend who died of cancer? And that is a big one uh, to come out and say, okay, uh, we needed this money. We, we drain it out of the education system. We drain it out of the scientific system. We drain it out of the old business. We drain it out of the, the chemical slash pharmaceutical. And it goes on and on. The money comes from everywhere. Drugs is a very big one. Yeah. Uh, porn is a big one. Uh, so they're never going to come out and say, okay, Yes, we did this to protect Earth, but we needed the money because it it affected us for centuries uh, or or decades. Right. So so they caught themselves in a situation that they can't come out and tell the truth. And and it goes even further. I see uh, that's why they have to keep this system going and and pumping in all those uh, trillions of dollars to keep it going. On the one hand, they're draining that money. On the other hand, they're pumping it in to keep the system going. Because if that hidden system of finance is going to collapse, maybe that means uh, uh, the protection of Earth is going to collapse. Because they can't run their technology anymore. Mm. Because everything costs money, even when you have have that kind of technology. So maybe they have to keep it running until they got something better in place. And that's why you see we're being prepared of going into space. Hmm. All the signs are there. Uh, big companies are heavily invested now in space. Uh, uh, everything will go through the satellites and, and your mobile phone. It's all interconnected. So uh, that's my two cents of thought of what I think is going on. Hmm. Obviously, this very interesting hypothesis touches upon so much that... Uh, 
Uh, I'll, I'll refrain from commenting too much upon it because we, we, the two of us could probably spend the rest of the week discussing this scenario. Uh-huh. <laughs> so instead, <clears throat> we will get back to these subjects you raised now with other people like, like Joseph Farrell, Richard Hoagland and Dolan and others. Okay. So, so we'll explore that more from the forum point of view, but it's interesting to, to see where you stand at this, to to know how you regard it. I have one follow-up question only, although I could ask you 10 uh, to this, and that is that um, if they are doing this covertly to our own best, then um, people who would try to reveal it on their behalf, because they can do it, right? So no. they would have to deal with people who, who get close to the truth, wouldn't they? Or would they allow us to reveal it because it would be worse for them if people uh, reveal it and uh, they have to face up to what they've done than if they did it themselves you see what i mean this is this is the problem that richard dolan discussed in ad after disclosure he he felt that when things are revealed they will try to spin it to their own benefit Yes, I agree with that. I agree with that. Mm. Uh, but would it be dangerous for you to explore this with with your fellows if they really want to keep it uh, keep it uh, covertly? Uh, again, I think I'm not that important. And the other side for me is that uh, uh, I think consciousness itself plays also a big role in this. Uh, and I don't see myself as somebody special or a chosen one that I'm protected. Mm. But I think there is a layer of protection going on. And, and that protection works best if you are not afraid and you don't go uh, uh, being uh, paranoid about it. Again, I'm a normal guy. I've got a normal job. I've got a family. Uh, 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 I just put out the information. I don't see anything wrong in that. And if they want to shut me down, then they're going to shut me down. Mm. Uh, I don't worry about it. I will worry about that when the moment is there. But until that moment, I'm just going to do my thing. So you're going about as if you're not surveilled, for instance. You don't think about your phone calls or your mails being... Uh, well, uh, they, they are surveilled. I mean, everyone's are surveilled. <laughs> I, I, and, and, uh, I, I, re- I truly believe there are no secrets. And if they zoom in on you, yeah. if, if you're going to be on a list, then there are really no secrets. And you can use encrypted email or whatever. Yeah. I think they can, can see uh, anything they want. Mm. And, and again, so, so, so what's the point of being busy with that and being paranoid? Uh, I, I don't think like that at all. Mm. I, to be honest, I, I don't give a shit. Mm. Uh, let them do that uh, because if you're going to think like that then there's no place for you in in this truth movement because you don't share the same thoughts that I have that uh, this needs to be done mm. by uh, a group of dedicated people uh, who are willing to put their butt on a line and, and, uh, and just do their best for their family and, and their fellow men because if, if nobody does this and everybody's going to be afraid and paranoid it's going to get worse and worse and worse and worse so yeah and i want to add one more thing about what i just said Mm -hmm. i kept it very simple in mentioning two factions i think there are more factions and i also agree with joseph farrell that you have to see it as a mob family 
Mm. Uh, and there are several mob families sitting at the table. And I, and I truly believe, and you can see that in some aspects, that even the Russians and the Chinese and the Americans and, and the Israelis, uh, you name them, uh, at the highest level, when it comes to protecting Earth, they're working together yeah, in, yeah. in a secret space program. Yeah. Uh, because they see this as their home base. Now, considering what's happening here on Earth, they're all fighting with each other for control. But yeah, at some occasions, when, when, when there's a need, I think they're cooperating with each other. Mm. Yeah, there's much uh, science. Uh, just the fact that even the Chinese are keeping some of their discoveries. Uh, well, I won't say they're keeping a secret, but they are not announcing it. Like stuff they have uh, taken pictures of on the moon that uh, Hoagland has has uh, shown. That <clears throat> why would they? Why, why wouldn't Putin or, or China just come out and say, "Hey, people! Wow, look what's going on!" Obviously, there is some kind of concern, some kind of uh, agenda, some kind of uh, uh, yeah, exactly. something that that the powers on Earth are agreeing upon. There is a reason that they are not announcing it to everyone what's going on, and. Uh, there's not many explanations that can be possible. One of them is that it's too heavy. There's something going on that's too heavy for us to deal with. And that's more than just strangers in a spaceship. Because today, half the population believes UFOs are spaceships with people from other planets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if people already believe that, they could have admitted it. So there's something more sinister, or, or not necessarily sinister, but something more sensitive going on. I yeah. agree with you. But Joseph and many others, they, they point to the fact that um, many people believe that uh, one of the reasons they are not revealing the breakthrough energy possibilities is that this technology is so easy to abuse and convert to weapons or destructive aspects which would really uh, yeah. um, be be so destructive that it's it's like a child playing with a nuclear rocket so what do you think about that if that's true wouldn't it be wouldn't you the people who who try to bring it forth wouldn't they have a huge responsibility uh, for for yeah for being careful with this um what I see happening in a new paradigm is that uh, the intelligence community that we have right now is is now basically watching all of us with our supercomputers, uh, with our monitoring, uh, with our cameras. But basically, uh, uh, the people that should be watched over is not even a percent worldwide. Mm-hmm. And, and I think they're already this far that they know exactly which people can uh, are causing problems or can cause a problem. Now, in, in a new paradigm, when we have a better life, they should put that intelligence community on that less than 1%. Mm. And they should monitor those people very closely. I agree with that. Because those are the people who are going to misuse the free energy or the break free energy applications also. Mm. And, and and I think they, yeah, uh, they, they can monitor it in a way that they will get to, the, to those people before they do something really not beneficial to all of us. Because 
yes, I'm promoting a machine that can run your car in your house. But I, and I think you can even make that machine that you can't blow something up with that. Do, do, do these technologies, can they uh, be used as a weapon? Uh, I'm 100% convinced of it. And, and that's the dual ethic thing again. Uh, nobody's talking almost about breakthrough energy and what's it going to mean for us. Mm. But we, we got a, a display from that technology on 9-11. Mm. <laughs> there were a couple of billion people who saw that, what it can do uh, on the negative side. But uh, can you imagine if you're going to use that power for something good? Mm. Mm-hmm. Because I, I truly believe the, the towers, I'm not talking about Building 7, uh, I'm not talking about the Pentagon or, or about uh, 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 the plane that went down, uh, I'm ta- only talking about the two towers. I, I truly believe they were taken down by uh, a breakthrough energy technology. Mm. Yeah, I saw you had uh, Judy Wood on uh, as one of your speakers. Yeah. And uh, in fact, uh, I was surprised... For some reason, I haven't uh, noticed your BEM thing. I've known about your space conference thing for years. In fact, we were thinking about, in 2012, I think, we were thinking about inviting up Richard Hoagland and a few others to Scandinavia to have a conference. (laughs) But then we noticed the space conference and we we let that go because we saw someone were already taking care of it. And it's even better to have it in Holland than to have it in Scandinavia because you can reach more people. So, so. So, yeah, I've been thinking in the same... Uh, directions, but I, I didn't know about your breakthrough energy project. That that I just have r- recently researched, and I see that you've had many conferences already. In fact, I think you've had more energy conferences than you've had the space conferences. Or, or how is this? How many conferences have you had? When did you have it? And what were they about? It's actually the other way around. We had uh, three secret space program conferences. Uh, we had uh, two global BEM Break for Energy conferences. Uh, this coming May 28-29 is going to be the third one. Mm. And, uh, uh, yeah, we had some uh, minor projects. And, uh, yeah, I invited Dr. Judy Wood because I like to give uh, a broad scope of uh, topics on uh, on the conference mm. and, and suppression and, and that it can be used not in as a weapon, is certainly an aspect of breakthrough energy technologies. Now, be- back then, I, I thought uh, Dr. Judy Wood was uh, 100% correct about her theory. Again, but I, I changed my f- mind. I-, I still support her theory, but uh, again, also about 9-11, I've got a, a slightly different view on, uh, on things right now, what happened that day. Mm. But um, it's... Um I mean, you can even go back to Tesla, who is the first person in the modern time that we know pretty sure were into this. And he, even he realized that, you, you know, you've probably heard about the Tesla death ray, right? So even yes. he, he realized this could be used for destructive purposes. And, and it's something to it, because if that is the concern, more than some bad guys in... Uh, Star Wars uh, spaceships. If that is their concern, I can kind of understand it why they uh, keep it. Uh, but but I agree with you. They could still. 
I mean, they they could make certain huge generators and they could guard it just as they do with nuclear reactors, and then they could provide energy. So it doesn't explain totally why. No, I don't think it's the one number one reason why this is being kept hidden from us. Again, I think the number one secret uh, why we are not allowed to have breakthrough energy technologies is because they're going to give up their secret, they're going to give up their hidden system of finance, and they're going to give up their the protection of Earth. Yeah. I think that is the number one. Now that we can use it as a weapon, it's in that basket somewhere. But again, yeah, you could say the same about nuclear. Yeah, yeah it's just a, a matter of shielding that off, that, mm. that kind of a big machine. Mm. Okay, so I, I get you, I read you, and I agree with you. Um, there is probably many reasons and the finance thing is so important i've obviously listened to Catherine's fit speak and i know you've had her many times on your conferences and yes to our listeners if any of you are in touch with her or maybe connected to her own um, network don't be shy about uh, mentioning forum borealis to her because we haven't managed to get her on yet or get hold of her so um yeah, but we will not give up because she's very important in this equation to decode this system so we are very appreciative of her contribution to to understanding uh, the aspects here because she's has this ability to make it very clear what's going on here so uh, only from the economic perspective you could understand why they keep this hidden yes. moving on then yeah so you had you say you had uh, three space conferences and two uh, energy conferences you're going to have your third now that means that from you began with the space conference in 2012 you've had one conference a year basically Yes, yes. And uh, if Robert Dupper, that's my partner in this, uh, if we can do this full time, the goal is to do four conferences a year. Mm. Uh, one uh, on the secret space, one on uh, on the energy stuff, one on transhumanism connecting geoengineering. And the fourth one, that can be everything. That can be 9-11 or, or JFK or, or a different topic. I have a suggestion. Okay. Because when we were thinking about this back in 2012, uh, the first thing we were thinking of before we were thinking of uh, uh, space, moon, Mars, all that stuff, we were thinking of antediluvian civilization. Because there's so much evidence for that and there's so many brilliant researchers, even within the mainstream now, who realizes that mankind's history is much older and that there has been advanced civilizations on earth and and it dovetails also because if there was an advanced civilization if they managed to leave earth which we have strong indications of if they had some kind of technology which isn't identical to the one we have now but nonetheless if you have energy and you're not using our energy obviously it's uh, related so so what what do you think about that wouldn't that be a good uh, subject to have um, conferences on yeah yeah for sure for sure mm. it's it's uh, uh, with robert and myself it all has to do with time and a little bit of funding but mm. uh, yeah we're we're so busy with our own personal life that uh, yeah we don't have enough time to do more conferences well um you keep that in mind then okay. and um 
Uh, also, we uh, we are in the process of uh, making a series on that. So, uh, in the future, if you're still listening, I know you have thousands of hours of podcasts in your luggage. But <laughs> if you're going to listen in the future, check out some of the brilliant speakers we are going to have on, like Graham Hancock and others. And we're going to have Josef on for this antediluvian thing also. Uh, I'm already back. Up to speed. I've listened to all your all your shows except <laughs> wow. one. So uh, uh, yeah, uh, no worries about that. <laughs> okay, cool. That's an honor. Now, um, uh, so the next one is is then uh, the one we talked about in part one, the next energy conference. So you kind of having it every second year, right? So next year there will be uh, space conferences again, right? Yeah, but we're also going to be uh, an energy conference again. Oh, yeah. okay. But, both of them. Both of them. But not in the same, but in two different. Uh, yeah, in two different. Mm. Yeah. Uh, and uh, ha- have you settled on having everything in America onwards? Uh, you mean uh, where? Or yeah, I mean, I mean, uh, have you decided uh, as just a strategy decision that from now on you'll have all conferences in America, none in, in Europe, let's say? We would like to do one again in Holland, but that has all to do with money. Mm. Uh, it's much more expensive in uh, to do it in Holland, and the market is much more niche here in uh, in Europe. Yeah. But on the other hand, when we did space conference uh, 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 back in 2012 in uh, near Amsterdam. I think, if I remember it good, uh, from 21 different countries, people came yeah. to that conference. And it was sold out. There, uh, there was some 280 people, if I remember, or 250. So, yeah, you, you can do it here. There, there, that's not the problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but uh, then, then we need some budget up front. Because, yeah, uh, plus you yeah. probably need more European speakers then, because it yeah, will exactly. be very um, uh, expensive to get all the Americans over. Exactly. Yeah. And, and if, we, if we would do another energy conference, uh, that can be easily done, because there's a lot of European speakers on that. Yeah. If you're going to do a secret space program, uh, you have to get the Americans here because yeah. there's almost nobody in Europe. Uh, uh, there's a couple of them, but... Yeah. Uh, uh. yeah, I know what you mean. If you made one on ancient civilizations, actually, there would be many also in Europe. Okay. But I'm thinking Germany, maybe even France or England could could be also venues. If, you, if you're going to do it in those countries, because we have looked at that, okay. uh, then, then you need translation, especially in Germany and France. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a good point. The English uh, uh, in those countries is not uh, sufficient. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Let's move on to to another subject then. Um, you said uh, also that uh, yeah, you actually mentioned that uh, Tesla. Uh, you you felt that uh, Elon Musk was allowed to uh, execute his plan with the Tesla cars. Why why do you think they did not? Well, actually, if you look at America, there is a lot of challenges for Tesla there. He is not getting a free lunch, I'm telling you. But nonetheless, at least they <laughs> have allowed it to manifest. So why, why do you think that? Is it because the Tesla car is really not too much of a change from the current technology? It's just an incremental step forward or do you see something else going on? No, yeah, I, I really see this as a stepping stone technology, and they're allowing it. 
it, it's the drip, drip, drip strategy that they're using. Yeah. Um, so the question is, is Elon Musk aware of this? Is he on uh, on their team, or is he really doing his own thing? Or Richard Branson? The stunning thing was that uh, there there was an, uh, a campaign launched a couple of months ago, and and funny enough, it almost matched our name. It was called uh, Breakthrough Energy Coalition. Yeah, with Bill Gates, right? Exactly. I've seen that. And yeah. all the boys uh, uh, that we don't trust in the alternative community. <laughs> they were there? <laughs> they were there. Uh, George, George Soros, uh, Bill Gates, uh, Facebook was there, uh, Google was there. Uh, uh, they were all on board. Jeez. Except for Elon Musk. Interesting. Because you, you, you would expect, because he's in that kind of a ball game. Yes. Uh, he was not, he was not on that group. Uh, so that can be something beneficial. Well, yeah, and other people also don't trust him because he's a, he's a billionaire and he made a lot of money with PayPal. And PayPal is also considered one of those uh, yeah, yeah uh, draining systems. Yeah, we all remember what PayPal did uh, to WikiLeaks, those bastards. So uh, yeah. So, uh, but but what about Richard Branson? Was he there? Uh, no, he was also not on that team. Interesting. So those were the only two big players uh, that were not on that team. Hmm. Interesting. But uh, you also said that some people question why you you went out with your strategy about the three steps about the crowdfunding. Uh, why are you open about the strategy? Because one thing is that they may not want to take out any of the people involved in your project. But it's so easy to sabotage it if they know the plan ahead. Uh, and when I say they, I mean anyone, actually. <laughs> Even I, if I didn't have a life and I had some uh, means and I was crazy enough and I wanted to sink your ship, uh, I bet I could do it if I knew your strategy well enough. So why are you open about it? Because I heard Catherine Fitz said in one of the lectures she held for you, she talked about how they are, you know, in, in competition and stuff, they are actually trying to... She said, for instance, she said, never never disclose the amount you suggest for a contract uh, on the phone or anything. So uh, the point with this, uh, referring to this, is just that if you want to succeed financially, there are some things that you should know the timing for when you're coming out with it. So there are there are points, there are arguments to be made for why you shouldn't go out with it. Now I want to hear why you disagree, why you want to go out with it, why you think that's okay. Uh, why you think I'm being allowed or uh, that I, yeah, with my strategy that I'm so open about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It comes back again. I think they can know everything about us. I discussed this strategy among our teams uh, on email, on Skype, on Facebook. So, yeah, I truly believe there's no protection against that. Mm. And, and again, it's the consciousness expect uh, that I think is going to work for us. If you're open about it, you're not afraid, you're not paranoid, uh, and you have good intentions with it, I think uh, then you've got a better chance of succeeding than uh, uh, that you're afraid that you're uh, going to be shut down. Mm. 
So yeah, but but it's so easy to to sabotage it if uh, people know everything. I mean, it doesn't have to be the powers that be. So uh, yeah, yeah, okay. Um, what about? Um, I read that India is uh, ready to go out with free energy. I read that China is researching this. Uh, I think actually there was an Indian minister or something who who had a press conference we all know about uh, Stephen Greer of course he, and his project uh, then there's Kesha he has now allegedly released something I know personally many people are working on that gizmo you have uh, you are not cooperating with Kesha or Greer's projects mm, absolutely and, not uh, I don't know if you are connected to what's going on in China or India, but would you comment upon this? Uh, I think they have something general going on in India. Uh, I think you're uh, talking about Terwari, mm. if I pronounce his name correctly. And yes, he is in contact with the Indian government. Uh, it seems like they're supporting him. Now, if that comes to market, that technology, uh, first wait and see. Mm. Because, uh, yeah, it, it doesn't mean anything yet. Mm. Uh, but he is out there. It looks like that he's got something re- uh, working. Um, so, so, so I have some confidence in, in him. Mm. Stephen Greer, uh, I think he did a great job with, uh, with uh, the Disclosure Project. I think he's one of the best presenters out there. Mm. Uh, he can really lay it out. He's a very intelligent guy who knows what's going on on different levels. Mm. Um, if if a project goes anywhere where an energy technology is involved and he is involved, I don't think so. Mm. Right. Uh, what about uh, Kesha then? Kesha is a totally different story. I think that's, that, that is a scam. Or he's delusional or he thinks he has something. But I've seen four presentations of him. I've met him in private. Mm. He was going to do a private uh, demonstration for us and some technical students from Delft. Mm. And he didn't deliver what he said he was going to deliver. His his book is unreadable. Mm. Uh, He makes the most outrageous claims. Uh, A lot of money uh, is going his side from the alternative community and nothing comes out. It's the story. Uh, Tomorrow I'm going to show something. Uh, Next week I'm going to show something. Mm. Next month I'm going to show something and never comes out. So, So I don't, you know, we don't support him in any way. But, uh, but hasn't he gone, go, uh, publicized his uh, technology because people are trying to build these uh, generators hmm? no 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 uh, I know some people who try to duplicate it what he is proposing and until now it doesn't work hmm. No. so it may be <coughs> a deliberate scam to make people feel uh, no matter the intentions the result will be that people will be even more skeptical towards breakthrough energy <coughs> after they failed with the cash thing so it's 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 a disservice no i i don't think he's being funded by the wrong side on deliberate i think this comes from himself mm. Uh, uh, that he thinks that he has something or he does this to survive to get money in his pocket or or uh, yeah the mad scientist uh, but he's not going anywhere I see I see okay that's interesting and, and the people you have on your team are they uh, the complete uh, scientists does everyone know each other in their breakthrough energy research so that 
you are you have access to all essential players, or is it a split uh, milieu in different countries? So not not everyone knows about each other, or everyone isn't cooperating. It's not a big scene, so uh, a lot of people know each other. Uh, does everybody cooperate with each other? Not at all. No. Mm. No. Hmm. That's that's too bad. Let's hope uh, your project will do something with that for the future. Then and and this interview will uh, will help with that. Let's hope so. To raise consciousness about it. Yes, let's let's really hope so. And I thank you so much for coming on. And people have to forgive uh, that we are somewhat brief, and also the charming noise at your end of the. <laughs> <laughs> the conversation. Yeah, the, the little one needs my attention, so uh, that's why I have to keep it a little bit short. <laughs> and you're in the middle of moving and everything. Yeah. So, so good luck with all that, and uh, we'll probably get back to you later, Jay. Thank you very much, El. I'm more than welcome to come on your show anytime, uh, El. Thank you very much for this opportunity, and I hope to see some listeners in uh, in Bastrop, Texas, at the 28th of May and 29th. Cool. Yeah. yeah. From your From mouth, your mouth to, God's to God's ear. Thank you. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. That concludes our show today. Unfortunately, we didn't get to release this in time for the energy conference. As you can tell, although we did get parts of it out to our sponsors at our website, so uh, because of not managing that deadline, we did not give priority to get this show out very quickly. So that's why it's released to the public so late compared to when it was recorded. But now you know about it, so there's no excuse until the next conference that BEM arranges. Either be that the energy topic, or the space program topic, or any other topic they may arrange something for. Go to their website and, you know, like we always say, you will find links at our website too although it may take some time for us to put it up. So depending on when you're listening to it, you will have access via our website too. Um, I, I want to say before we part that uh, I want to thank you, our sponsors, because when we have a program on such a controversial topic as this, it is because we are truly independent. You won't hear any of the corporate-run mainstream media outlets have focus on anything but the sanctioned reality. So it is paramount that we, the people, the grassroots, do fund each other's good, creative, game-changing projects, either small or big, and anything from webcasts to conferences. So thank you very much, sponsors, for giving us, obviously, the time to listen to the information we put forth and to support us by sharing our programs and, of course, also to drop us a coin so that we can get close to something viable. I quoted Cohen in this show, and I want to read uh, the full verse from his song, Democracy that the citation derives from. So, so you get the proper quote. And it goes like this. It's coming to America first, the cradle of the best and the worst. It's here they got the range and the machinery for change. And it's here 
they got the spiritual thirst. Oh, he's such a great poet. Until next time, uh, good folks, I remain your host, Al, backed up by my good helpers at the team. Sincerely signing off for today. Be seeing you. Number one.